Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by SEO Samba, comprehensive high-performing marketing solutions for mature and emerging franchise brands. To supercharge your franchise marketing, go to seosamba.com. That's S-E-O-S-A-M-B-A dot com. Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio. Stone Payton Lee Cantor here with you today. Today's episode is brought to you in part by the Business Radio X Studio Partner Program, equipping franchisors to help franchisees dominate their local market. To learn more about serving your market and growing your business, go to mybrxstudio.com. Lee, this is going to be a fantastic segment. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast CEO with CodeWiz, Miss Ruth Agbaji. Hello, how are you? I am doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Well, Ruth, before we get too far into things, tell us about CodeWiz. Um, talk about that experience from the user standpoint. Um, who who would go to Code CodeWiz? Like, what group do you serve locally? So we are primarily um, serving kids ages seven through seventeen. So we offer coding classes, robotics classes, 3D printing classes, and camps as well. So we have a lot of kids who are interested in tech or their parents know that tech is a really good field to get into. Um, Those are the kids that come into our classes. And we operate on a subscription-based model. So the kids coming from month to month, they sign up for various classes, they work on their robots, we participate in competitions. It's all really wrapped in like a fun layer, but underneath all of that, they're learning about STEM, learning about problem solving, creativity, and all of that good stuff. Now, um, here in Atlanta, we talk a lot with the uh, women in technology folks. There's an organization here, mm-hmm. and uh, they say at some point that like girls kind of self-select out of being involved yeah. in the STEM programs. Does this help keep girls um, kind of engaged a little longer? Absolutely. I think one of the biggest things for girls is being able to see a role model, um, somebody that kind of looks like them, acts like them, you know, feminine. And when they have that, they do tend to stick longer with the program. So we always try to make sure we have um, a female coach that the girls can work with and they can look up to. We try to craft our programs to not be too masculine, to have a feminine side. And then we always make sure that they work together. That's another thing. They really love working together, being in a group. So once you have like two, three girls in a group, they tend to stick it out. They become best friends. They have play dates outside the center. And we have found that the little things like that really help with uh, retaining the girls. I believe that we have um, 40% of all our students are girls right now, which is huge. Wow. Congratulations. I mean, that's extraordinary yeah, success. I mean, that's, that's yeah. an amazing <laughs> stat. Now, um, uh, talk to me about what happens, like, uh, w- what's happening in my house that I think, you know what, maybe I should have my child kind of go to code whiz and check it out. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I missed the question. Like, what is happening? Like, what? Are, like, uh, these. This is an activity that I'm going to have my child do. Is it because? Do, do am I typically because I think this is going to help them in their career, or is this going to be a fun extra? You know, like some people put their kid in soccer, or you know, right. in in, um, 
in Kumon or some of these kind of mm-hmm. tutoring things? Like, what what is the situation happening in my house where I'm like, you know what, maybe CodeWiz is the right place for an extracurricular for Got my it. kid? Okay. So it's two ways. We've, we've seen two ways. Uh, we've seen it happen two ways. We have a lot of kids that come in uh, because they're naturally drawn to technology. You know, you give them a piece of, you give them pieces of Legos and they build this whole extraordinary structure out of it. And so those kids are the ones that, um, you know, drive the marketing. They're pestering their parents. They want to come in. They want to come in. And then on the other side, we have parents who are in the tech field, software engineers, and they know that this is really good and this is the future and they want to give their kids um, a leg up in life. And so they bring them in. Sometimes we see some kids coming in reluctantly, uh, but a lot of times we're able to convert them into believers and they don't want to ever leave. So. Now, how did you start CodeWiz? How did it begin? Um, so I was a software engineer for a few years and I've always loved entrepreneurship. I always wanted to own my own business. And so I was kind of tired of the commute. I needed a lot of flexibility in my life because I had two little kids. And I, but I wanted to do something that used my coding background and something that was impactful, that made a lasting impact on the next generation. And so I thought, hey, there was no coding school around us at that time. And so I was like, I could do this, you know, let's just start it and see how it goes. And it just blew right open. So now, so you just started this kind of on your own and like, what was the initial structure? What was the kind of the classes about early on? So initially we started with um, just super basic classes, scratch, where the kids just come learn about creative animations and simple games and super simple robotics. But after a few months of that, we started to notice that a lot of the kids were like grabbing and understanding the content really quickly. And we needed to start developing more advanced, um, more advanced curriculum for them. So now we have like 10 year olds that are doing Java 10-year-olds doing Python, and these are programming languages that are used in the industry. So it's, it's really exciting to see how, even at such a young age, their minds are able to grasp and understand such complex um, concepts. And then we started to do competitions, going out of our local area to participate in robotics competitions around um, the state, which has been really cool. Now, do you partner with any other technology firms? Because I would think that some of those firms would love to have some of these older kids as interns. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. You would think so. I think a lot of times, a lot of them are concerned about liability and all of that. So we don't have that too much, but we have been fortunate to uh, partner with Google and they have let us come see their workspaces and their offices, which really helped the kids just be like, oh, my God, I want to work for Google. <laughs> yeah, that's a good and one. <laughs> <laughs> and they're so focused and motivated. Um, so, yeah, but it, it would be awesome, honestly, if we could have like a tech company that allows us to just send some of our kids to them, even if it's like an intern for a day, I right. think it would be so cool. Like even yeah. job shadowing or just, you know, follow yeah. me around or something. Now, yeah. um, and the, oh, go ahead. 
No, I was just going to add that the parents are really interested um, in such programs. I think it just it's just a, the company just really needs to want to be able to do this because there's a lot of um, work involved for them. But it would be great at some point if somebody was open to that. Now, at, at what point did you say, you know what, this is working so well here, um, maybe we should franchise this. How did that kind of come about? Because being a franchise, is, now that's a second business, right? There's one thing mm-hmm. about running a code whiz, but then there's another thing of running up being a franchisor. You can say that again. Um, so when we started, people would come in and say, oh, are you part of a franchise? You know, your branding is so strong. The, the space looks great. And, you know, they're like, no, it's just me. And at this point, the dream, the big, hairy, audacious goal at that time was to have like five locations in Massachusetts and I would feel accomplished. Uh, but people kept, you know, asking and I would see some people come in. I would have some people come in rather, you know, leaving their cards. Let me know when you turn into a franchise. I would totally invest. Uh, but I think the, the biggest thing was when the demand started to outweigh the supply. We would have people calling us from two hours away, three hours away, asking us to come run classes for their kids. And we just, we were stretching ourselves too thin to meet that demand. And so we said, okay, I said, you know, let's just, let's just jump into this franchising ship. I know it's a whole different business, but let's, let's see what happens. And it's been great. We started this year. We have two locations up and running, two franchise locations up and running, and they are doing well. They're crushing it in their markets. So it's, it was a good decision, I think. So now, but how did you even go about the beginning steps of learning about how to franchise and, and, you know, getting your business, because it was a business for you at some point, mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden now you got to, I got to write stuff down. I got to, you know, yeah. <laughs> got to make a manual. I got to make stuff now. So <laughs> the lucky thing for us was when I started the business, um, my little boy started to fall really ill. And so I had to quickly hire um, a manager for my center and to help her out. I was doing a lot of documentation. So I was already writing a lot of how to do this, how to do that. This is what we do here. And I was making her do a lot of that. So once we made the decision, to, or once I made the decision to franchise, we had a lot of documents. They weren't like, you know, all put together, but at least we had a good um, starting point. And you know, I did a lot of Googling. I think that's usually the first place everybody goes to now is you first of all Google, how do I franchise my business? And I partnered with a few people who have really, really helped us to get to where we are. I worked with SMB partners, Steve Beagleman um, in Pennsylvania. I've worked with Eric Schechterman of FranNet, who has been this fabulous mentor. I've worked with a really great law firm and you know i our sales is outsourced to pinnacle development so i've really tried to surround myself with people that really know what they're doing in the franchise world i didn't start out that way i started out with just using a bunch of random people and very quickly i realized that was a horrible horrible decision (laughs) uh so now (laughs) we have i have a lot of um strong people around me supporting this and that's a good lesson for people out there. Um, you know, mm-hmm. your your team is really important, so choose wisely, right? 
Yes, I, I think that a lot of times as business owners, you when you're starting out, you hack your way through many things. Uh, so like because I was on the tech side, I did the website myself, you know, did some of the graphic design myself. But I found that in franchising, you just you just can't hack your way through it. You just need to get it right from the beginning and spend that money, put, you know, great people on your team from the get go just so you can have a solid foundation. Now, do you remember signing your first franchisee? Yes, yes. That was such an emotional moment. It actually happened that two of them signed on the same day. So that was that was really cool. Uh, it was it was very nice to see that, you know, all the work and all the pain and the money, you know, is starting to bear fruit. Um, so, yeah, that was that was pretty exciting. And then um, did you have to kiss a lot of frogs to get that franchisee? Because I would imagine <laughs> that the, the right fit is important to be successful, right? Yes. Yes. We were really blessed, honestly, uh, with our first two. Uh, so the first guy, he his kid had been attending CodeWiz uh, since we opened. So he'd been taking classes there. I knew him, familiar with the family. His wife is a friend, and they were moving, they were relocating to New Jersey, and he wanted to get out of the corporate world at that time. So he said, I really love kids. I love, my son has loved this program. You know, I want to own my own business. Can I take CodeWiz to New Jersey? And I was like, sure, let's do this. And the second guy, he was just walking by the center. He literally was just passing by. And stopped and I was like, what is this? This place is cool. And he's a software, he's on the software side. And he, you know, he saw the flyer, he read it, he talked to his wife, he's like, this is so good. We had more conversations, it looked like we were aligned. And he opened, he and his partner opened a center in close to us, 30 minutes away from us. So we, we locked out. It wasn't such a terrible experience. So now, what kind of, in your mind, who is that? perfect ideal candidate for uh for opening a, a code with franchise like how would you kind of describe them are is it a, a mm-hmm. is it like you're is this a woman-owned kind of woman-led endeavor should should an ideal person be a woman or is this something that i have to be there every day or is this i can be an absentee like who's the the profile okay, okay. so ideally um the first thing that I look out for is somebody who wants to impact their community uh, because this, this, this business in particular has a lot of, it has highs and lows when any kind of business has highs and lows, but when you're working in the kids business, you, you really can't be in it because you think you're going to make a billion dollars. You know, you are going to make money. You're going to make, depending on how hard you work, you know, you will make a lot of money. But you need to be really driven by the fact that you are going to be impacting the next generation. So that's a big one for us. Um, at this stage, because we're so new, we're also looking for people that have a lot of drive, people that are fairly entrepreneurial, you know, uh, because of, we're still figuring out some stuff. We figured out a lot, but, you know, as with any new system, there are still kinks to be worked out. So we need somebody who can just take what we have and just run with it. And you don't have to have a tech background. You just need to be willing to be able to understand how we approach teaching our kids 
and be willing to work with that. I think those are the three um, big things that we look out for. You don't have to be a woman. I would love to see more women do this, <laughs> um, but you don't have to be um, a woman. Now, is the opportunity for like individual locations or are you selling these kind of in blocks? Like, um, are you looking for multi-unit people? So we are open to multi-unit deals. We, we, I believe that we can run, that people can run this business in the absence. That's the way I run it right now. I'm not in the center all the time. I have a full-time director that takes care of all the day-to-day um, activities. So this can certainly be um, semi-absentee um, and definitely multi-unit deals are possible. We just ask that, you know, the owners just be involved to some level. We don't want it to be a completely passive investment uh, where you just put money and forget about it. We do want you to be involved, involved in the community, but you can certainly keep your day job if you want to. Now, in a given market, I know coding is hot and robotics is hot. Mm-hmm. How are you competing locally against, you know, the after-school program at some of the, uh, you know, elementary schools or middle schools or high schools? So the demand, honestly, is just so, so high that it really hasn't been too much of an issue. And we have also found that because we are a center and we offer a bunch of things every single day, parents do tend to come to us because there are different options that they can pick from. So a lot of times at elementary or middle schools, you know, after school programs, they might have like coding for one hour a week, but it's just one particular course that is being offered and everybody has to take that. One another cool thing that we do is every student's path is personalized. So you're not stuck with um, the class. You don't have to progress at the pace of the class. If you're a fast learner, you move fast. If you're a slower learner, you move at your own pace. But with class structures, um, the teacher always has to cater to the average kids. So the faster ones are bored, the slower ones are frustrated. But we structure it very differently where everyone moves at their own pace. And I think that's a big draw for parents. If you're just now joining us, you're listening to Franchise Marketing Radio. Our guest today is CEO with CodeWiz, Miss Ruth Egbadji. Ruth Stone-Payton here. Got a question for you in terms of the marketing okay. approaches, tools that you're using um, what tools or approaches, email, direct mail, pay-per-click, social, are you finding the most effective for you when it comes to getting the word out about the franchise opportunity to potential candidates for that? So we are finding, we have a lot of organic leads, but we are also finding that um, pay-per-click works. Uh, Facebook has been our biggest source of leads. So far, uh, with Google coming in second, we invest very heavily in SEO. So our SEO has also brought in a lot of organic leads from up for us. And we partner with Frannet, so we're in the broker network there, and they have also been sending us a ton of leads too. Now, what has been your biggest challenge? Uh, did you have more challenges when you were starting out and it was just you and you were trying to figure it out or, or, or now the challenges of growing a franchise network and, and attracting franchisees now more of your challenges? I 
think that the, um, supporting the franchisees is the biggest challenge right now uh, because I'm finding that what works in one market doesn't necessarily work in another market. What works in the suburban market doesn't work in a market that is densely populated. So you always have to come up with a different strategy for approaching um, marketing for each individual franchisee. And I think that that's the challenge that we have, making sure that everybody is successful and profitable in the market that they're in. So understanding that market, have pulling in resources to be able to help the, the franchisees be, you know, be able to be everything that they can be in their markets. Um, that is the biggest challenge right now. And what's been the most rewarding part? Do you have kind of a success story or maybe it's a kid that went through the program or I know that you're relatively new with franchisees, but do you have mm-hmm. a kind of a story that stands out that kind of illustrates that the impact that uh, CodeWiz has on a community or an individual? Yeah. Uh, so we had this young lady. She came in and was learning um, how to do the video game. And as part of learning that, she needed to learn about the coordinate system, the X and Y axis. And so her coach took her to the board, explained to her what the X and Y axis was, and, you know, she seemed like she got it. And the very next day, her mom sent us an email and said um, she had to go for some testing. I'm not sure what, what exactly she was being tested for, but she had to go for some cognitive testing. And the one of the questions that she was asked was on the X and Y axis. And she just, the girl just started screaming, I know this, I know this, I learned this at CodeWiz. <laughs> and so because of what she learned, she was able to pass that test. And that was just, that was just really, 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 really cool. Because that's all we want, you know, for, for them to be able to take what they're learning and apply it to other aspects of their lives. And this is just one out of, you know, so many. We have a lot of kids, because we tend to attract kids that, you know, might not really fit in sports. Um, they're they're more the nerdy type, and so they come to CodeWiz and they find their tribe, and they're so happy. We see moms coming and they're crying that their son finally has a place that he feels accepted. Um, yeah, the stories like that could go on and on uh, forever. Well, this must be such rewarding work for you, and congratulations on all your success. Um, If somebody wants to learn more about CodeWiz and maybe uh, get started in their community, what are the coordinates? So the very first thing is to visit our website, um, www.thecodewiz.com slash franchising, and read the information that's on there, fill out the form. Our sales, I'm sorry, our development, director of development, Kim, she's fantastic. She'll get in touch and she'll describe more, you know, talk more about what we do, the opportunity, see if it's right for you, right for us. We're really not about just trying to sell. So we don't just pick everyone that gives us a check. We try to make sure that it's a good fit for the person and a good fit for us, just so we grow a stronger brand together. Good stuff, Ruth. Well, that's the codewiz.com to learn more. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sharing your story today. Thank you for having me. This was fun. 
All right, this is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton. We will see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio.